I'm Danica. And we're back again, despite whatever the naysayers might say. I don't know. What have they said? Uh, well, the thing is, I will say, no one's really going on iTunes and giving us, like, super cute positive reviews. Do we get more negative ones? I'll cry. No, no negative ones, but this negative ones are still, like, there, you know? And mm-hmm. I want to be able to, like, hide the negative ones with positive ones. Yeah. Where are my friends at? Like, literally, Curtis, Justin. Allie? Alex? Trinity? Where the Mark? Mark? Where the fuck are you? Everybody. Come on. Ugh. Anyway, it's just like those negative reviews were from like over a year ago, and it's like we've gotten so much better, and yeah. I just want those to disappear forever. Yeah. So please just take a moment to review us. You guys, we're nice. We're funny. We're here for you. <laughs> we fucking, Dan and I were just talking about how much time and effort we put into yeah. this show, and we love it, and we we're going to keep it. doing it. I'm actually not even trying to guilt y'all, but like at the same time. Y'all, we came here to make friends. <laughs> Literally. And we made friends. Yeah. Oh. So cute. So cute. The final I, rose was all the friendship all yeah, along. Yeah. yeah. What do you know. do? We got to get through this episode pretty fast. I'm not going to lie. This week was Ooh, crazy. Very crazy. Um, four hours of material to get through. And there was, <laughs> um, I've watched every episode two to three times at this point. Jenna and I were talking about this like right before we started recording. She was like, but you don't really watch them again, do you? And I was like, uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hachi Pachi, yes I do. <laughs> and more carefully the second time. <laughs> because Loki, she's taking like an obscene amount of notes. And uh, and I I don't even think it's like because she cares about the podcast. I think it really just makes her feel better to like take notes and like do something with her life. Uh, nope, it's not for you at all. It's uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's let's get started. Let's get started. Uh, so we start off with um the rose ceremony rose that we never one. got before so i i'm already hating the way that they are going to make us wait till the beginning of the week every week to to do this but that's just how it's going to roll um seems like nobody it. in bachelor in paradise cares about us it's fine i don't know why um every man is in their best jimmy buffett outfit except <laughs> for blake uh whose shirt sent my eyes to hell it's um, like neon and like uh, like a raver went to a Jimmy Buffett concert yeah. accidentally yeah. and then vomited because yeah. they took too much acid. Yeah. Like fish fan goes to Jimmy Buffett concert. Yeah. And they just like, we're like, what am I he doing here? What, what am he doing here? And then Blake wore it. I don't understand. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh my God. Um, so we have what? There 12 women, nine guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually we get to Derek picks Demi, Clay picks Nicole, Wills picks Katie, Kevin picks Sydney, John Paul Jones picks Onyeka, Cam picks Kaylin, uh, Dylan picks Hannah, Blake picks Tasha, and then there's some background where Sydney is questioning whether anyone is going to accept Blake's rose because Tasha's right. already said like I don't trust this guy like blah 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 of course she accepts the rose yeah she's not an idiot and she's like I accepted the rose from Blake but there's no way I can trust him he knows what he did he needs to man up and apologize to every other girl he's disrespected I'm not a backup plan and that's what he thinks I am so Blake who and I'm just like I mean good clap back but also like it was done last year when Tia said Colton yeah. who, so I'm so sorry yeah. Tasha but and then Lastly, um, there's <laughs> Chris B. 
who somehow became, what is wrong with these women? I don't know. And he's like a hot commodity all of a sudden. He picks Christina, which is so great because Annalise right before this is just like, this is the most confident I've felt about a relationship in a really long time. And I see myself with him until the end of this. I came here for my love story. And he's like, nah. <laughs> it was the best part. The producers like literally played like happy love music. I was really paying attention because mm-hmm. I was like, this is a classic Annalise moment. Mm-hmm. This is going to end badly for her. They always foreshadow something positive and then it's negative. Mm-hmm. But they actually fully like played yeah like love music behind her as she's saying this and i was like oh shit she's gonna get dumped is that love music or is it delusional music oh. have we decided yet because it might just be like her delusional soundtrack <laughs> there's like birds like singing in the background <laughs> she's like she thinks she's literally sleeping beauty yeah so sorry so sorry Maybe um not. no shame and hate on her because we have all been her well, I, I, well, I feel a little hatred towards okay, her. Okay, fair. Um, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. It's just because she came into this process, like, so aggressive about other people, seeing other people. Yeah. She dated, like, five dudes last year, and all she thought each and every single one of them was the one. I don't care, like, how many people are dating, but, like, her shaming Clay was too much for me. Sent me over the edge. And then... As she's leaving, she she's hugging Cam, and she looks at Clay, like, while she is hugging Cam, and is like, best of luck not deceiving people. And I'm just like, bitch, excuse me? What is wrong with you? Oh, I feel triggered by it. Mm-hmm. These petty women. Anyway. Yeah. Well, bye, Annalise, but we also say goodbye to Jane. Jane, poor Jane, oh, who we... uh, tried to be romantic and made her <laughs> chosen person barf. Which, I mean, I've, I've been there. I've been there for <laughs> sure. Um, but not in this way. No. And also, like, and, uh, yeah, yeah, JPJ, he, his weird as he is, he has standards, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> and then we also sadly say goodbye to Bibiana. That makes me really upset. <sighs> Bibiana deserves so much better. She's so fucking pretty. She's smart. She, like, she's so funny. I just, I'm really not understanding why she doesn't get any of the yeah. things that she deserves. It's really well. I think well. This will be a theme of tonight's episode: is us acknowledging the fact that there is some serious like tropes at play, and the one major one is that like, ugh, it's it feels even gross saying it, but typically men, and I guess really any gender, likes to go for the easy, like yeah. you know the 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 Low person hanging fruit, exactly. so to speak. Not that any of these like people are like oh certainly not shitty or whatever, but it's just like. There's a lot of, like, surface-level shit going on, and I think Bibiana has proven over and over again that she's not about that, yeah. or, like, is an actually, like, interesting person. Mm-hmm. She's more mature, and even, yeah. like, Tasha is more mature, and all these people, and they don't necessarily get the, like, respect that they mm-hmm. need in this aspect, and it's like, maybe this show's not for you, Bibi. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I hope you can just, like, slide into the DM of, like, a Jonas Brothers. Is he, is there one that's still single? I no. don't know. I don't think so. <sighs> Fine. We'll figure it out for her. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on the mission, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was sad. But, hey. She leaves on a high note, though. She gets to get, like, one last dig at Blake. She's like, uh, maybe if I would have slept with Blake, I could have stuck around. Which is true, because the four women that Blake slept with are still here. Ooh. Slept with or were flirting with, I should say. I he mean, didn't sleep with all of them, to my knowledge. Yeah. I don't really know. We don't really know. 
Um, and I then we will one day. <laughs> Blake goes off on this like tirade. He's just like, I can't believe I'm not the person that like didn't get to give Hannah a rose. I'm still gonna fight for her. It's like waxing poetic about how much he likes her and only wants to pursue her. And it's just like, oh, shut the fuck up, my guy. Like, I'm tired. I'm so tired. He makes me so tired. He's so bad. Um. So then. Next day, we come back. Demi, who is actually my wife. <laughs> yeah, do we talk? My wife. Um, she comes back the next day, and she's like, last night, Chris saved us all from Annalise and gave his rose to Christina. She's just, like, recapping what happened the night before. Um, Blake comes back, and he's like, it's kind of nerve-wracking this week knowing that the women have roses. Um, the first week of Paradise didn't go as planned for me, mostly because I got caught up in some situations <laughs> that were created by him. He did all of this of your own making. Oh, my God. Um, and he's decided he only wants to pursue Hannah at this point. Um, but you know the minute that, like, some other hot woman comes down the fucking mm -hmm. stairs, he's going to... Oh, it's so frustrating. It's really I like, frustrating. I like. He just has like amnesia all of a sudden about yeah. all the shit he's done, but not for long no. because <laughs> the um, elected official mayor of Paradise comes back. Who knew? Who knew? I didn't. I don't remember voting for him, but I yeah. also drink a lot. Yeah, so do I. I probably I mean, forgot that I voted. Yeah, it's fine. I probably would have voted for him. I feel like I would have voted like. Will's for president, Jordan mm -hmm. for mayor, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's great. Yeah. I, th I approve of this mostly because I feel like he's not going to find anybody <laughs> this <Sure>. season. He's become... <laughs> no, he needs to be a, a leader and a protector of everybody else that I give a shit about because yes. these people are all over the place this season. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So Jordan Kimball... Um, who was engaged on last season of Paradise, which is so fucking hilarious to me still. It's really funny to think back at that time. Um, I was looking at some old memes and I was like, oh my god, that was such a drama. And I remember watching it and being like so shook by it. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, my in I feel like my innocence has been stolen from me. Yeah. Like Colton season yep. and Anna season. Because that just seems like child play to yeah. me now. Yeah, you haven't been through anything, Jordan. <laughs> All right? Jesus Christ. You dated someone who described themselves as an alien and you guys broke up? How fucking weird. So he gets some jabs. Well, okay. First of all, Chris smells him. It's pretty amazing. I'm like, yeah. same. I would definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big mood. Mm -hmm. He smells like citrus, apparently. He, like, plugs his salt spray again. And then there's this, like, interview in the back where he's like, I'm salt and pepper season, baby, because it's his second time on Paradise. And I'm just like, stop. You can't. You can't talk about being seasoned when Chris B is here. <laughs> Have you seen how long his credits are at the end of his, like, title tag or whatever? It's just, like, list, 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 list. It's, like, six fucking things. You can't say you're seasoned and claim yourself to be the mayor of Paradise when there is already, like, a grand ruler. I can't. Of Bachelor Nation. Oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah. He also is back with all these, like, similes and metaphors that make no motherfucking sense. I think I wrote down all of them and I, like, lost seven brain cells every time I had to write down a sentence he said because like the things that he says don't make any fucking sense like 
I'm looking for the bone depth that comes with a marriage and engagement. I'm gonna see what their laugh sounds like because I'm gonna have to put up with that for the rest of my life. Do you wash your hands after losing La Bana? I took one semester of Spanish and I know how to say bathroom because I have IBS and it is definitely El Bano, so he just created female toilet. <laughs> God. He is, he is shitting on Jenna so hard. It's so wild. And I like, I'm kind of here for it, but also like, ooh. But also, did you know that Jenna has a little tiny pig as a pet? <laughs> And it's, like, my favorite thing on Instagram. You know what? She had to, like, get reclaim some sort of innocence. Like, that's what, that's how you do it. When you do something problematic, you don't apologize. You get a pig. You get a little tiny toy pig, and she carries it around and does all these photo shoots oh, with it. Oh, my God. And the pig, like, wears, like, sponsored things. And I'm just, like, here for it. But also, she is so <laughs> salty that Jordan is back. Like, mm -hmm. her Instagrams are very, like, mm. That's so funny. Her PR person was like, there's no Ooh. saving you. You gotta get a pig. She also got a real job. She now owns a tanning salon <laughs> with some really terrible pun of a name I can't remember something about like let's glow or something oh my god <laughs> it's hilarious and I'm like I support her getting a, a real job and like realizing that you know as Nick often likes to say Nick Vial that Instagram won't be around forever yeah he's very um prolific like that mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, back to Jordan. He is shading on her pretty hard, but it's like, boy, you were. You don't. So this is fine. It's just worry about what's happening to you right now, mm -hmm. which is that you're about to walk into a beach that is literally a shit show. Yeah, and someone's gonna be calling him daddy by the end of this. <laughs> that again, like you said, <laughs> makes no sense. No, I. It's mm -hmm. like I want to be taking a hot girl out tonight, and at the end of this, she's gonna be calling me daddy. I'm like, is that your kink? Or are you... Because, I mean, like... Are you dating young women? I don't really yeah, understand what, what you're doing. Doing. What are you doing, daddy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, basically, Jordan goes down. He's like, don't everyone get up to meet me at once. <laughs> he's like, I own this beach. It's... <laughs> this is my territory, et cetera, et cetera. Again, don't know where he gets this entitlement from. This is several people's second or third time back in paradise, and a lot of people were here before him. But... Um, entitlement is a bitch. And, um, <laughs> uh, so he starts by pulling Hannah aside. They have so much in common because they're both models. <laughs> he thinks that they can be the Ken and Barbie of paradise. She seems, like, less than enthused, in my mm -hmm. opinion, but she also is just, like, in the background saying, like, oh, he's, like, really hot. And I, like, they went in on a close-up of him after she said that, and I was like, I don't get it. He's not really he has, hot. He's like, the stockiest head mm -hmm. I think I've ever seen. Like, it feels like it... Mm. I would love to know his height. Not that it, I, I hate to like height shame or anything, but like most male models are taller. I feel I, I just want to see him stand next to Mike, and then I'll know. He seems like an extremely five ten person who puts six two on his Tinder profile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. and like, there's nothing wrong with being five ten. No, certainly not. But just if you're gonna lie about it or be like weird about it, then yeah, that's just, your problem. Just say six feet. So Oops. yeah, he's just like she's. He's like, you have really beautiful eyes, and, like, she's like, so do you, huh? Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm just like, <laughs> And he asks her about, like, what's going on. Um, She kind of mentions Dylan. He, well, yeah. I think he says he knows that she's with Dylan, and he's like, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I just want to know, if I'm stepping on toes, it's not going to change my approach, but I want to know, and I'm like, yeah. okay. Well. That's fair. Um, And then he, like, says... The wildest line, I think. He's like, Dylan seems like a really nice guy, and I would put myself in the same category. And then they, like, 
I like literally, like, you know that like gif of that guy where it's like the blonde guy and he sort of turns his head like, what the fuck? I, that's what, like you would put yourself in the same category as Dylan because absolutely not. Like it's weird even when he like talks to women, like the things that he says, he's just, he doesn't listen to what they say, but he, he snaps back very fast mm-hmm. as though he has listened, but it's so, all the interactions are so surface level. It's like not even... I don't understand him as a person. <laughs> he's so uh, intimidated by a lot of men. So, mm-hmm. and Dylan um, honestly has um, similar enough looks to Jordan. Uh, I think Dylan's In a little bit way? more like, like they're um, handsome. <laughs> yeah, and like they just have the kind of a swoop hair. Also, it should be mentioned that when he came on and he's like meeting everybody, he's like handshaking and saying hi to all the people he's not met. He goes, "Nice hair, man." Nice hair. Yeah. Oh, I Wills, like your hair. Wills and Dylan, he's like, love your hair, man. Love your hair, man. I'm just like, please be gay. <laughs> he says kiss, kiss, he's, kiss, kiss, kiss. He's only really focused on that level, so yeah. it's just weird. It's wild. Anyway, so he also talks to Nicole, and... Um... <laughs> also hilarious, because... <laughs> so, okay, this is something I was talking to you guys about, I think, last night. Like, um, apparently, Nicole is a writer. I'm also a writer, and I'm really, really trying... Not to be shitty, but Nicole is too dumb to be a writer. Yeah, like, what writer is she? Like, what kind of shit does she... Like, is she a blogger? Because that's different. Yeah. And I also, like, there's no shame in doing that either. But, like, as you recall, like, last season, Nicole got, like, in trouble because she was talking about how her brother suffers from autism (laughs) instead of saying that her brother is autistic. And that was, like, her trauma. And I'm like, that. first of all, that's not your trauma. It's not. No, it's not. Like you, you are help. You are loving your brother and taking care of him and helping him. That's not any trauma to you. Yeah, it's a, if anyone your brother could maybe identify himself as having lived a trauma, but probably not because autism is not something you suffer from. No, <laughs> it's, it's just or I mean, it's somebody can identify that way if they want to, but like yeah. it's not her place to say. No, that. it's not. It's not her place to say that she is suffering because her brother is suffering. From autism, it's, like, I get that they're, it, it's, like, a, it's a different, cause, and I don't, um, I don't have to be a caretaker for somebody with, like, autism mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form, but that's just, like, it was just so uncomfortable, and then to hear that she was a writer on top of that, I'm just, like, we have the same profession, like, how, how are you allowed? How are but, you more successful than me? It doesn't make any sense. It's probably in Miami, so who yeah. really, not to, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> We're in Portland, it's a little bit more. A little different here. Here. Um, so, but she's like, oh, yeah, I'm a writer. And Jordan's like, I love words. <laughs> I love using them. <laughs> and, oh, what does he say? He says, I love to put them together in ways that make sense and don't make sense. And I'm like, nothing you've said ever has ever made any sense. Including that sentence. Yeah, including what you just said. You're wild. Um, and so Nicole, like, immediately starts going into, like, what happened at Stagecoach. Like, what's been going on in this whole thing. And he's like, what the fuck? He's, like, so blown away that Blake is behaving this way. And then he goes, and he's like, i got to pull aside Christina. Like, i got to get the full picture of what's going on. So he pulls aside Christina. And um, (laughs) to get the full scoop on the hot goss. And then he (laughs) is like, he says, Blake one-nighted both of these gals like they were a couple of milk cartons at lunch. You can't do that, buddy. And I'm like, what does that mean <laughs> like I get the main point I think but what what uh, you were 
referring to that phrase of like you don't give you, if you like take the cat the milk for free, you won't buy the cow. And so he's now he's referring it to milk cartons. I don't know. like it for easy consumption because we're millennials and everything has to be instant. I can't. Or also like I really yeah it's truly truly is he brilliant or dumb? <laughs> Find out more at eleven. I mean I he's know. our mayor, so <laughs> I voted for him, and that's my fault. I mean, so sorry. He also just like it gets frustrated because he's like he's putting his spoon in all the pudding. <laughs> what? Like, what is your weird obsession with dairy products? You're making me my IBS flare up now. I just hate it. it. <laughs> also, like again, it's not really. I don't understand the concept. Like, because he's like, why? Uh, what is the spoon? I, I mean, the spoon a, is the penis. If I was a, at a buffet of different types of pudding, which I think I've seen at like. Us be tomatoes. Um, like, I would... Chuck-a-rama buffet. Like, I still wouldn't put, like, multi... Even if I was, like, nasty Nancy, I wouldn't necessarily put my, like, spoon in all of them. I would... Maybe I was nasty in the sense that I, like, took one spoon from the vanilla, and then if I was crazy, I'd put it in the chocolate one in the scoop. No, I don't know, but, like, that's... It's not do. my spoon. It's the buffet spoon. You put a condom over the spoon. Oh, fair, 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 fair. And you replace it after each use. <laughs> And that's how you eat pudding at a restaurant. <laughs> exactly. So, Jordan, I do not know what you're saying. Please DM me about this. Yeah, please. Um, um, Blake is also shown in the background doing um, dancing that he shouldn't be doing, and I now understand the concept of Footloose. Like, absolutely, if Blakes are living in this town, there should be no dancing allowed. Welcome to the Nazarene Church, Blake. We accept you. Like, God. Doing it in pool too, no <laughs> less. Like so he, bad. It's so bad. I said like his it. aerobics for the morning. <laughs> like a sixty-year-old grandma. They're like, we're gonna do the whip and nay nay now, ladies. <laughs> they're like sitting in a pool, like watch me whip. <laughs> You're like, no. Oh. oh man. So Jordan ends up asking Hannah out on the date. <laughs> Blake is so upset. He's like, I feel like Jordan came down to ruin paradise for me. And I was like, buddy, 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 you did this on your own. You're nuts. I like, I don't understand. It's funny. I think it's funny because they both were on Becca season. And I think that like, they both saw, well, no, everyone saw the weirdness of Jordan. But like, I think from Jordan's perspective, he, he keeps on exclaiming like, I did not see this coming from Blake. And it's like, yeah, I probably didn't because Blake was so, like, mild-mannered mm-hmm. on Becca's season. He was the good boy. Yeah. And then he churned so, you know, south so hard. And I think that Jordan's really... Tr- I think that's probably a very real moment for Jordan, like, going, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, too, like, Blake couldn't go after anybody else. Like, we don't True. know what he was like before. Oh, fair. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay, gross. Um... And so... Hannah says yes, but she's just like, I don't know, I don't know, but she says yes anyway. Yeah. Um, everyone feels bad for Dylan, uh, because Dylan is a, a golden retriever, honestly, like, very loyal, too clingy for me. Yeah. Um, she initially says yes, uh, <laughs> Jordan does this thing where he's like, hey, fuck you, Blake, he gives him, like, Two birds, which I thought was, like, one of the funniest moments of the night. I was just like, I don't really understand y'all's thing, but go off. Um, and then Hannah, you can see her, like, contemplating things on the beach. And then she goes to find Jordan, who has spent probably an hour trying to pick out a shirt to wear. And 
Um, she tells him that she can't go on the date with him because she feels too messy dating two people. Yeah. And she's referencing Blake, who is the other person that she's interested in. And she's just like, I can't date, like, <sighs> four people. You know what I mean? Like, I can't do that. I can't. This sends Jordan into, like, a big tizzy. <laughs> um, and he's just like, you know what? As mayor... <laughs> It's my job to take care of the community. And he's like, I have to confront Blake now. But really, he's just, like, a little hurt. Yeah. And he's his gonna, ego is bruised. Yeah, and he's not going to confront Dylan. He's going to confront no. Blake. Because he feels like Blake is the, the troublemaker in this. Yeah. Um. So he goes up to Blake and he's just like, I just walked into paradise on my beach. This is my beach. <laughs> and I get rejected to go on a date. And, like, Blake kind of go like, Blake is, like, very passive. Yeah. Which is so funny to me. And he's just, Jordan says, just some advice, spend, or, sorry. Yeah, he says, just some advice, spend the rest of the day cleaning it up. I know you, you're better than this. It's going to get real crazy if there's eight girls here saying, saying that they're seeing you. It does not look good. Um, and then he's in the background saying, like, there's such a thing as putting your foot in your mouth and there's such a thing as being a dumbass. Blake is a dumbass right now. And I have to come in and clean up your mess. What the fuck? <laughs> he keeps, like, gesturing to the camera super, like, mm -hmm. very, like, aggravated. Yeah, he's like, yeah. what the fuck? What? It's almost as if he got paid to come here and no one told him all of what he was going to be doing. So mm -hmm. he's, like, pissed at somebody. Like, looking at a producer, like, y'all should have, like, given me, like, a dossier on how <laughs> fucked up Blake was. I'm like, it's yeah. not your job, dude. No. But also, I appreciate it. Because... No one had really. No one been... has confronted Blake yeah. in that way yet. Like yeah. you can tell, he was doing it for like selfish reasons. Like you yeah. fucked this, you fucked this experience up for me. Is what I gathered the intention was behind all of mm -hmm. that. But like, still, nobody is just like Blake. Literally, just like talk to these women and be apologize. First of all, if you're like, if you're gonna go after Hannah, take each one of these women aside, apologize for what happened, and like leave them alone. And pursue what you're going to actually pursue because you're fucking it up for everybody. Yeah, so that's crazy. Um, so then we have like some girl time with Hannah, Demi, and Katie, um, where Demi and Katie are like trying to convince <laughs> Hannah to like stop pursuing Blake. It's so sad because Hannah just kind of stares and mm -hmm. just like seems like she's understanding, but is clearly not really absorbing what these women are saying. Yeah. Uh, basically, Demi is just like, we love Dylan, he's really into you and only you, uh, whereas Blake, we don't know, like, what he wants on a day-to-day -day basis, um, and it's not because he doesn't know what he wants because we just got here, he's been doing this for months already, and by, like, continuing to see him, you are rewarding his behavior and making Holy him think that it's okay. shit, was this a good line. Yeah, it was so good. Demi is so smart. Again, my wife. So smart. So smart. We love her. Like, not only was she just, like, talking about what he was doing, but then she related it back to Hannah. Like, by you giving him these cookies, you are praising him for this behavior. Yeah. And it is, like, that's a way to get people to actually listen to you sometimes. Like, yeah. oh, it's about me now? Yeah. It was just about that guy? Oh, it's about me. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, but it doesn't seem to land. Yeah. But anyway, I appreciated Demi trying. Yeah. Um. Um, and so... Hannah, after this, after saying no to Jordan, she goes back with Dylan to let him know she's not going on the date. He has been pouting and, like, looking at the ocean, like, staring out a window, listening to sad songs or some shit for, like, a million hours. Hey, sorry, that's Cam's job, okay? <laughs> Dylan, that's Cam's duty on the beach. You need yeah. to just go drink tequila. 
Yeah. And go in the bathroom and cry. But don't show me this. Yeah, I do it better. <laughs> I've done it better every day this week. Um, um, so she goes back to hang out with Dylan. And he's like, now that you're here, I'm actually really happy that you didn't go. And I'm like, uh, well, duh, mm. no shit. Um, but he's also, in this moment, like, I've liked Dylan a lot. I have, I don't dislike Dylan. But Dylan and I would never work out. He no. is a stage 1000 clinger yeah like when they're like embracing each other and he's like kissing her and she's also looking off at the ocean like he was like not even five seconds ago and just like not really she doesn't seem that into it and he is so deeply into it it's kind of sad because he's not reading her body cues Mm -hmm. really because he's just like kissing her chest and her neck and Mm -hmm. just like embracing her in this way and like crawling into her body yeah basically the way he nooks into her and like she's definitely not like giving out that same vibe mm-hmm. which is uh, it's just painful yeah, to watch it, it, yeah <sighs> and so like everyone is just like this is when we start to see that people aren't as trusting of hannah mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. um like a lot of the girls are like uh red flag red yeah. flag and i don't know where i stand with that um i think I think this is one of the things, one of the big points is just, like, just because somebody likes you doesn't mean you have to like them back, even if they might be good for you. Like, if you're not into it, you're not into it, and it's, like, kind of unfair. It's super unfair. If this, if these women were not digging on a man who was pursuing them heavily and somebody told them to do it, they wouldn't like that either. Mm-hmm. It's, I understand why they're saying this. I don't like it, though, and I don't support yeah. it, and I think it's a negative narrative. Well, and I also think this is still the first week that they've known each other, so it's like, why is Hannah not allowed to explore, and, like, why is all of a sudden, like, exploration deemed a negative thing if Blake is involved? Like, yeah. Because, like, we see other people go on, like, three one-on-one dates this week. Like, that's not demonized in the same way that Hannah's being demonized in this. So it's just a little weird. But there's also nuance to that, as we find out a little bit later, because there are details about Blake and Hannah that come out where he, like, visited her in Alabama beforehand. But still, like... I, I mean, just don't like, understand why Blake didn't just take her out on the date what everyone yeah. said he would. Last week, everyone was like, oh, my God, he's totally gonna pick a Hannah on this date. And then he didn't. Like, he fucked this up so royally. Yeah. But Hannah was actually, now in hindsight, because she was like, but, I mean, he might pick me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, like, in hindsight, that was probably their quote-unquote plan. They yeah. went, he went and visited her or A whatever. week before Paradise. Yeah. What and a also week? a week before during also the time that he finally then told all the other women he fucked them. Yeah. Because he probably was felt pressured well, he, from Hannah he or told whatever. The, well, he told all the other girls to be quiet. Yeah. And then, like, later on in the episode, Hannah is talking to Tasha because Tasha confronts her. And she's like, oh, just, like, out of respect to Blake, I hadn't brought it up yet. So he probably asked her to be quiet about it, too, and she's the only one that complied. <sighs> it's so frustrating. So frustrating. But it's like, he just, he fucked it up so badly, he just should have taken her out. Mm-hmm. Because her Dylan were only barely talking. Yeah. And he only then swooped in kind of more heavily because Blake took out Tasha. Mm-hmm. Like, and because Tasha was, after she found all this out, was like, fuck no. And bad. Hannah was still paying attention to him. So dumb. Oh, so bad. So Jordan ends up uh, taking out Nicole, his second choice. I don't really want to talk much about this date because it was boring as fuck, except for Jorge. Yeah, Jorge was great. Also, one thing about Jorge, when he came in um, and was like, after they did they did a ziplining date, um, 
uh, Nicole's face <laughs> was, was amazing. Good. That was good. Um, and that, but like Jorge comes in, they do the ziplining thing, and he comes in at the end, and he's like, "I took you to the place where I lost my virginity." He's done that before, no? Maybe. But he did it on a horseback riding date years ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can't remember who it was with. Yeah, I think it was with Nick and uh, Jen. Jen, yeah, Jen. Or I mean, so, he dated a couple people, I think. But it was with the girl that he didn't end up getting engaged to at the end of it. Yeah, Jen. Before he her. became the bachelor, but like that was like their date too, and it was a totally different part of the thing. And I'm just like, <laughs> how many times have you lost your Jorge, virginity, sir? I love you so much, Jorge's Torres. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, but basically, their date is so it doesn't matter. Because it really they, doesn't because they, they don't. They end up just talking shit about. Blake again. Yeah, and it's fine. And it really doesn't matter. Because mm-hmm. um, they don't end up being, like, a, a couple or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this, this now comes back to us on the uh, Shitting on Blake tour. Yeah. All aboard. Ooh, we love it. Toot toot. Yeah, we love to see it. Um, it's uh, featuring Tasha, Demi, and Kaylin at this time. And they are just, you know, shitting the shit about it. Asking Tasha what she thinks about uh, what, has anything been said? Because, you know, Blake gave her a rose. Of course, she took it. She's not an idiot. But mm-hmm. she's like, no, I'm not going to be with him. He's a, he's manipulative, and I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, and- she's also upset because she felt like him, like, giving her a rose and not talking to her, like, prevent, or, like, taking her on a date yeah. made her, uh, prevented her from making other connections. Yeah. Um, because... I mean, she liked him when she got back, and so, like, she thought it was going to be a thing, and then it ended up completely not being a thing. So yeah. it's, like, hard to put yourself out there again when every other guy on the beach thinks you've already, like, uh, committed yourself to this asshole. God, I hate this. I hate this premise! Yeah. Um, Fucking Kaylin keeps talking about all the shit as usual. Um, and, well, they're, like, laughing and joking about it, mm-hmm. uh, we see in the background Blake playing, uh, football in his terrible shorts, TM, TM. TM, TM, TM. And he, he's just, he looks like such a fucking dork. I can't. Why are, why are his swim shorts, like, Jinko jeans? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like, he got them at Ross, and they're, like, two sizes too big for his body, and I'm just, like, I, I get it, I get it, I've been there, Blake, but, like, you're on fucking bip right now side note i was in this like one chat on facebook or whatever and this one woman i knew she works for a brand of clothing that sends clothing to these people she and, and jordan wears some of the clothing and they sent shorts to blake to wear he didn't for him do to wear. it and he probably does later i don't know but it's just like why is he wearing those though i saw the shorts that he was yeah. supposed to be sent and wore they're beautiful yeah he was like he reminds me of those people that like wear like um like basketball shorts to the beach oh you know what I mean? I can't. I hate it. It's, it's so disgusting. Oh, that's so he's playing uh, football, and he, um, <laughs> he, like, trips over a rock, and all the girls start laughing so hard, and it, like, made me feel really warm, because this is what, like, me and my girlfriends do with, like, every dude that we don't like. We laugh. I'm sorry. Like, if you're a dude that has ever dated me, we have talked so much shit about you. Yeah. We laugh our ass off at you. Any misfortune that comes upon (laughs) you, we've talked about it, and I've experienced joy. Thank you for suffering. Anyway, his toenail gets ripped off, and they're all laughing their ass off. (laughs) (laughs) 
They're like, he can't get into the water there anymore. He can't wear shoes. Paradise has become very inconvenient. Good luck going on dates, bitch. <laughs> it does. There's a couple of scenes where he's just like, things have been really, like, hard for me here. Every day has been, like, a struggle. I bet he's also had, like, diarrhea low-key. Um, oh, no question. Look <laughs> he's at just, that like, man. He's just, like, so suffering. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's wild. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of suffering. <laughs> this is my favorite part. I think I think going to be my favorite part of our episode. Yeah. This is so juicy for me. <laughs> Cam and Kaylin. Uh, uh, Cam is obsessed with her. She No. Not so much. <laughs> Not so much at all. Um so Cam has all these he has so many like background interviews with the producers. He's just like before I was even on Bachelorette, I wanted her to be my Bachelorette. Um, it's very surreal to think that in a very short period of time, I could be proposing to her. <laughs> it's been three days, folks. Like, they, like the new people come in on day four. It has been three days, and he is crazy. Well, and also, like, less because, like, she only flirted with him literally the night before, in so theory. So she can get aroused. Yeah. So, like, she, he's only been interacting with her for 24 hours. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's been on the beach with him, but, like, he's only really interacted with her for 24 hours. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so our wonderful bird, Cam, is, um, he writes her uh, what I can only describe as an atrocious uh, love poem that's trying not to be copyright infringement for something that Tyler said to <laughs> Hannah. Um, like, he just changed enough words in enough ways, and it's very bad, folks. <laughs> Um, so, I'm reading this word for word. Yes, this is, this is great. Get, get close, folks. This is like, uh, back in the day when people didn't have TV and you listen to the radio, this is like what they listen to. Guess what? Today is a new day, and I know it's going to be a great one. Do you know why? Because you're still here in paradise. Smiley face. He says that, folks. He says smiley face. I want you to always feel safe, comfortable, and protected with me moving forward. As I'm recapping the day, I lick my lower lip and your jalapeno Rita spice still lingered and it brought me such joy. Know that I'll always defend you and be your biggest Cam fan. Don't let these stupid buttheads bring you down. So you can keep that for later. How do you reread it right now? So I want to do my dissertation on this. Uh, so many elements at play. The fact that he speaks an emoticon into life. Um, that he's talking about a drink. Yeah, he's just like, I taste you, but without being nasty. And I'm just like, just be nasty. That's worse, what you said. Yeah, like, <laughs> your smell lingered on my lips would have been way better. <clears throat> still terrible, but enough to make me want to kill myself. But still, like, <laughs> more suitable. You know, my family would have understood that. This is like... It's, like, uncomprehensible how you're speaking to a woman that you want to propose to in two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Which is also bananas, but, like, let's just yeah. say, let's just, let's just fucking go on a cam trip and pretend she even remotely likes you yeah. and you have a chance with this woman. This is how you're going to talk to her? Forever. Like, you had a full <sighs> day to compose this note, and that's what you came up with? You wrote it, A, you wrote it down, B, you said it out loud in front of a cameraman, <laughs> and C, you handed it to her for prosperity. <laughs> Please remember this forever. 
I can't even, like, deny plausibility. You know, like, <laughs> what the fuck? You can't even be like, they edited. No, it was a bad edit. It was a bad edit. No, like, she has fucking proof, you fucking turd. I can't. Like, and also just, like, I, I mean, I know we talk about how the bar is, like, on the ground. Yeah. He couldn't even clear the ground. <laughs> he dug so deep. He just, like, stuck his hand out from the ground and handed her the note. He, like, dug so deep he landed on, like, the sewage line and just gave it to her as a gift. It was wild. And so he's, like, here in the background now, he's, like, I'm just here trying to find my wife. And I have 100% certainty that it's going to be me and Kaylin. I can't read this with a straight face. It's, like, crazy. Kaylin deserves a world, and I want to be the man that can give it to her. I want to give her the moon. I want (laughs) to give her the universe. Everything that I can and our connection is strong enough that it can weather any storm. I'm just like, first of all, why did you say that to the producer and not to her? That is less trash than the note that you gave her smiley face. (laughs) (laughs) Grimace face. She looks horrified when she receives the note. And when he's, like, telling it to her, it's just, like, literally the most, like, you know that Chrissy Teigen face where it's just like, (laughs) that is the face she was making the entire time. Or if you want to favor a meme I made, go on to our Instagram at DateCardPod, and I I did, I think, a pretty good reaction image, and uh, it's pretty, it's pretty great. That Um, memeable boy. I don't know what his name is. I do feel bad for that boy. Okay, and this is where the season potentially redeems itself completely. It peaks. This is where I come. Now. (gasps) Ooh. You know why? Mike Johnson, bitch! He is back! What uh, Chris Harrison described as the most beloved man in Bachelor Nation, which means y'all tweet at the problematics and make Mike be Bachelor. Like, I need it. I need to see it. I'm horny for it. And I'm worried that by Chris saying that, they're trying to, like, set us up to, like, think that's the case to feel safe, and then they're going to, like, take it from us, and I just can't. I mean, okay, like, let's pause for a sec. Like, who else could it be? Because Tyler is dating... Gigi. Like, Ugh. more regularly. Like, there's no way he's going to, like... No, no, And Chris Harrison's already come out with, like, an interview saying he's not going to pick them, because, pick Tyler because he's, like... Having the time of his life, he's yeah. really misogynistic. It's terrible, but um, and yeah, it's just it could be Peter. That's the thing. And I, I okay, I'm not gonna. I love Peter. Yeah, I love Peter, of course. I, and we stand it. But like, I, I just need Mike to be bachelor, and yeah. I think, I think they would be a fool at this point because Rachel Lindsay has made such a strong campaign for it, and yeah. she's like one of their like darling money makers right yeah. now. She's yeah, like yeah. does everything for them, and I feel like if they went against her, ooh, it would be bad. I, I, okay. But I also do not trust the franchise. I don't trust the franchise either, but I think, like, I think one of the biggest criticisms of the show so far is that there has never been, there has only been one person of color who was The Bachelor, and it was Juan Pablo, and people forget about him because he was mm-hmm. the worst Bachelor. We have this beautiful, like, successful, like, kind black man, and I feel like he, this show is so complicated because I feel like, We've talked about this before, I think, where black people especially are one of two roles. They're either the Rachel or, like, the wild one, mm-hmm. you know? And a Jasmine of their time, yeah. for example. Which I think Jasmine's a wonderful person, but yeah, they really no. tried to play her as a They gave her the edit drama. that, like, they, they gave her the edit they did, and it was really problematic. Yes. Um, but, like, 
they have just like this like gentle I think that like as far as like bachelor nation goes as far as like middle America goes they could even get behind like yeah. as far as racist middle America goes they could even get they could get behind a mic yeah. so I'm like when are you gonna do it if, if not now if not now when and I I that's what is There's, making me super yeah. sad is that if they don't choose him, that's going to make me really question everything because if not now, when? Because yeah. he is the candidate for this if we're looking at it in yeah. a realistic Well, I mean, standpoint. they could have done it with Eric, too. And they, they, really didn't, they didn't do it with Eric because it was, quote unquote, too soon after Rachel's season. And Rachel's <sighs> season was, like, reviled because race was brought up too much. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's just like, such a... It's a thing that you and I, like, really probably shouldn't be discussing because we're both white True. and we don't understand Fair. like the nuances of it but mm-hmm. it is like still really frustrating that like we even have to like talk about this because it should have been a thing so long ago and like if it's not a thing this season this it's fucked because like he to any standards should be the next bachelor and like peter is like wonderful and mm-hmm. i love peter mm-hmm. But, like, I'm ready for this. I'm ready. Because he walks on on the beach and everybody loses their fucking panties. Yeah. The, including me. And the men. Everybody yeah. is like, <gasps> I'm out in public at Safeway and I just, I dropped him and I left him there. Like, that's not it. Clean up aisle fucking six. Mike Johnson is here. Um, He's amazing. He's tall. He's gorgeous. Um, <laughs> Cam and Honeka are devastated. <laughs> yeah. You know why? Because, okay, so Mike comes in. Anyeka is just, like, sweaty. I'm like, yeah, bitch, me too. I finally get it. She starts talking about his eyebrows, and I'm like, okay, well, we need to talk to you about something, because Anyeka's <laughs> eyebrows need some work. I've been saying this for a year. Please sit down. We have a <laughs> very important thing to say. <laughs> Please, let me help you. Um, and... He is, like, talking to all these women. He's wonderful. He's charming. Everybody loves him. He pulls Kaylin aside. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But um, he decides to take Kaylin on the date. Um, and <laughs> it's funny, though, because right before he asks her, Kaylin is laughing in, like, a one-on-one with the producers. And she's like, Mike walked in and I all the guys started sweating, and they all looked mopey, one in particular. <laughs> like, bitch, you're mean. I actually like you. Yeah, wow. like, those moments, I'm, like, into it, for sure. <laughs> um, and Cam is bummed because, in his mind, uh, Mike is the reason Hannah Brown sent him home <laughs> um, on his season of The Bachelorette. Because if you recall, last season, he had a bad week with her. Like, they weren't getting along, and he was like, wait, I have to talk to her about something really important. And we played that game of, like, what's your trauma? And his trauma was, I had a health malady, and I almost lost my leg, but you'd see him with two uh, legs made out of human skin. And And I had to give away my puppy. I had to give away my dog. And he's, he's just so full of it. And so, like, Mike kind of was like, hey, this seems, like, kind of sus. Like, seems like he's asking for a pity rose. Kaylin was going to send him home anyway. Yeah. This was an easy as fuck out for her. Yeah. And I mean, Mike didn't send you home, dude. No, you she sent, sent yeah, well, she sent you home because you're right. terrible. True, but also. And 
So he Cam keeps going on in the background. He's like, if Mike selects Caitlin for the bachelor or for his date, uh, there's a good chance he could sabotage my character like he did with Hannah. And it's just like, bitch, Mike is not thinking about you oh. <laughs> at all. And like, oh, it's just wonderful. And like Mike kind of shows like personality that we haven't really seen from him before. He's like, I have big ears. Like I can fucking hear you. I'm not here for any of y'all. And he's talking to Anika. It's so good. Um, and so Cam, again, is like, I'm, tr <laughs> I'm here to try to find my wife, and the last thing I need is for something from my past to be brought up to deteriorate my character. <laughs> I don't want Mike coming in here and erasing conversations and connections I have with Kaylin and getting an edge up on me. Like, have you ever seen someone so delusional? It's, and truly not. I am so wildly confused by this. Um, <laughs> it's... It just doesn't make any sense. He's so delusional. And he, like, he goes on again, like, I feel like so many people were drunk in this episode. It's crazy. Yes. Like, Cam is drunk. Katie is drunk. But Cam says, I don't know if Mike came here to give Kaylin the world, but I was born to be a husband. I was born to be a father. And he's weeping. And he has, like, the Hannah G, like, red nose thing going on. And he's sweating. And he's like, all I can think about is two phone calls. Calling my future fiance's parents to get their blessing and calling my parents to say I'm engaged. It's gonna happen. I just want it to be here. <laughs> That's like, another, I like, felt so sad for that. I was like, buddy, no. It doesn't have to be here. No. This is not it. Uh, mind you, I'm watching this first episode on a Bolt bus coming oh from, like, Canada. Fuck. And I just, like, was screaming at my phone because the cringe was too much for me to handle. And I'm like, Jenna, remind yourself to never watch this show in public again. No. And you do it so much. <laughs> do it so much. Like, one time I was in a lift. I was on a bus once. Now I'm on another bus. And I'm, like, screaming at my phone. And my people are, like, looking around at me like, what is wrong with this woman? <laughs> Because I'm not even just, like, I'm just going, Ugh! yeah, <laughs> like, really loudly, and they're like, is she okay? And no, like, and, like, people know that that's normal on Greyhound, but when it's Bolt Bus, <laughs> it's, like, the classy bus, right? They're like, she shouldn't be having it's this It's the problem. bus you pay $2 extra for, so only normal behavior allowed. Um, and then he, okay, he goes on, he's like, my relationship with Kaylin was just blossoming, but that was short-lived. He's a handsome, charismatic guy, and that's what scares me. <laughs> Yes, good job. Ooh. And he's like, um, is our relationship crumbling because Mike swoops in and takes her? And it's oh, just like, honey. what relationship? You're wild. I get, like, it's so funny, like, that we talk about this because their dates are not, the dates in this show are nothing. It's all yeah. the, like, the in-between stuff we're, like, that matters. We're, like, talking way too much. I don't even want to talk about this. It's like, Mike and Kaylin have a date. They go to dinner. The mariachi band comes out and surprises them. Like, it's and a horror movie. And they make them movie. kiss. <laughs> they kiss, and it's gross. And, like, uh, Kaylin is sweating so badly. So badly. And Mike is, like, perfectly, like, Matt. And yeah. I'm just like, what? I know, I feel what Rihanna wrong. products are you using, I Mike? I need to know now. Oh and also, Kaylin, lay off the glossier. I love you, but stop. Mm -hmm. So, it cuts... This date's boring as fuck. We cut back to Cam on the beach looking like a full-ass motherfucking extinct stork. <laughs> and he's just, like, standing in the water and every single dude is roasting him so hard. They're like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, I don't understand his behavior at all. Um, 
and then he goes again it's like a one-on-one -on -one with him and a producer and he's like I want marriage so bad I want a family so bad and if that was stripped away from me for a second time by someone like Mike that would crush me and then he's immediately hit by a wave that makes him look like he pissed his pants <laughs> the back end even like, <laughs> you were seeing his back end and like the water went up his butt area and I was like it really was such a visually beautiful moment I love visceral moments like that it's so good Cam I'm god bless you thank you for being here Thank you. Oh, you're uh, wonderful and terrible and everything I love about this show. Okay, well, talking about terrible. I don't... Really, I, yeah, do we really have no, to... No, we, ha we have to talk about we it because about I, it. I don't go to therapy and this is um, <laughs> the only version that I have readily available. Um, so we have Wills, who, if you don't already know is my actual husband mm -hmm. last week he like retweeted a meme i made about him like six times if anyone who follows him on instagram knows this week he's been doing this thing where like if somebody tags him in an instagram story he'll repost it in his instagram story and then they'll repost it and then he'll repost their repost and then they'll repost the repost and then and he'll do it like five or six times we were the first ones for that i just yeah. want everyone to fucking know i Thank made you. a meme about him he reposted it i reposted it he reposted that one i reposted it. we did like six times yeah i pretended like i had something to do with it even though i didn't and then i felt embarrassed about it and deleted <sighs> it the next day and i messaged him and i said thank you for playing along we love you and he said good night and he also double tapped my message and it oh, was like living for it anyway this week he's done that with like a bunch of other accounts but we were the first we were the first Anyway, he also wished me a happy birthday. I'm going to say it every podcast episode from now on. Yes. So, he struck out with Hannah last week. He was, like, really into baby Barbie. And, oh, my gosh, she's Skipper, huh? Yeah. Yeah, she's Skipper. Uh, so, Wills gave his rose to Katie, and then he is talking about how he wants to make his intentions known. He likes Katie. Yeah. Um, she's gorgeous. Which is wonderful. I like Katie a lot. Sure. Yeah. Until I don't. Um. So he does this little cute, like, date thing with her on one of the, like, day beds. And he's, like, I'm, he's talking to her and he's, like, I'm the kind of person who's shy. I think before I act, I was listening to you talk about how you felt overlooked and unwanted. Um, and he connected with that because everyone is fucking sleeping on Wills. It makes me crazy. Like, <laughs> wild. Um, and he's like, I'm not going to lie. I've been kind of like Katie watching and so cute. I know I love it. And he's like, I feel like you're such an amazing, beautiful woman, not just physically. I feel like you deserve the world and you deserve someone to take you on a date every single night that you're here. And then Katie cries in unfortunate ways. Like immediately, like he doesn't even finish his like fucking monologue and she just starts Bawling. She, like, does an uncomfortable laugh, and then she starts crying and just, like, spitting out, like, the wildest things. Like, literally, I, I, I don't even know how to describe the ways that she, like, does it. Like, she, like, she's drunk, right? Yeah. And she's, she's drunk. She's, like, choking on her tears. She can't say what she really wants to say. But what it boils down to is that she does not have feelings for Wills, and she... Um, thinks he's great, but she doesn't have romantic feelings for him, so she feels bad. Mm -hmm. And I think she must have been, since he gave her the rose, He must she must have been kind of in her head thinking, like, oh, God, is he going to make a move? Because mm -hmm. I don't feel this, and this is going to make me feel really bad, turning him down. So she was, I, I feel for her, but she just, like, 
did not explain herself well. No, I and I. But also, it's fine. She was emotional. She's not not required to be. You but know. I I feel like as a Will supporter, I just like either wish that he would have recognized earlier that she was too intoxicated to have a conversation, or I just feel like he deserved like better because it was like his reaction or her, like her reaction was literally like what the fuck yeah <laughs> you know? like, like are... <laughs> because she's like let me stop you you're saying all the right things i have to pick one at a time for me i can't do like a blake pentagon you're blowing me out of the water i've never been in this position it kills me no i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine like it's just like it gave me anxiety listening to it and, he's and just like, like okay sure 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 and he's literally just asking like what <laughs> like the whole time and like it's totally fine if she doesn't like him it's just like the way that it ended up like working out was, was like really weird yeah. and then katie is talking i don't even remember who she's talking to i think demi maybe and oh yeah she somebody. was like i can tell that i broke him and i didn't get that vibe from him at all <laughs> exactly <laughs> and then yeah. like so then Chris B comes in and he's like, I can tell that Katie B or like Katie has a, a look of sadness on her face. And I'm like, wow, you have been to therapy three whole ass times. Like someone taught you how to read emotions. Congrats. You freaking lation. bawling her eyes out. Of course she's sad. And then, um, so Chris goes over and is like comforting her. He says all the things that we want all dudes to say, but I feel like he just like looked at like some like flashcards and like memorized them. He's like, I hear you. I respect you. That's tough. I respect your emotions. I can see you're upset. I'm here. I want to be with you right now. And you're like, what? And that's when I started realizing, oh, God, he's the man that she's crying over. Yeah. I didn't even see it coming. It's so wild. And he's like, my favorite part of the day is talking with you. Our conversations are effortless, and it's easy for me to be open with you. And then they make out on the day bed, and I... <sighs> I have never been this angry, I think, ever in, in so Bachelor fucked. history. It's fucked. It's so fucked that this is what's happening. And Katie is like, I don't know how Chris made it this far without being snatched up. And I'm like, Katie, it's because he is not attractive. He looks like Discount Gerard Butler, baby. He, uh, and he's, he's younger than me, even. <laughs> I'm still just like confused. It's so wild. His wills are so wonderful. <sighs> Why is everyone sleeping on him? Oh man, it's it's really upsetting. Wills again. That's terrible. I'm here. Oh <laughs> my god. So then we go to Blake, Dylan, and Hannah just to wrap this up really quick. Uh, Blake steals Hannah for a nighttime dance on the beach. He tells her that he's all in. Um, he wouldn't be saying the things that he's saying unless he saw something past paradise. Um, he takes her spin dancing. And every single girl that he's, like, been with or, like, fucked around with is, like, that's a move. He does that to everybody. Uh. Um, they make out in front of Dylan. Dylan goes up to the two of them asking to talk to Hannah because um, he's, like, really upset about and what's Blake going on. So it's a total hissy and is, like, you've had her all day. I just need her right now. It's fine. It's going to be okay. And he, like, throws shade at him. He's, like, being, like, you've shadowed her, which, like, to be fair, is yeah. uh, real. True, but... <laughs> but it's also, like, her choice, too. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have... It's not like she doesn't have autonomy in this situation. Does um, she? <laughs> Dylan counters that he wants to focus on Hannah, um, like, kind of slamming Blake 
who has been into every girl here. Uh, that's as mean as Dylan can get. And I think he died. He lost two years of his life because of it. Um, Blake tells Dylan he's making Hannah uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Okay. And Hannah and just, like, blankly stares at both of them for no less than 30 minutes. And that is when Dylan decides to leave. Yeah. And, like, honey, uh, where are those words you were using last week? She was using words. This yeah. week she's, like, lost her words. Yeah. yeah. It's very frustrating. I think, like, Hannah felt uncomfortable and just, like, blinked her way out of that situation. It was very wild. Which, okay, actually, I was just making fun of her for not speaking her word. Uh, no. Oh, uh, she, of course, could just stand there and blink her fucking face because two men are making her feel very uncomfortable right now. Mm-hmm. And later, as we see with two men making Nicole very uncomfortable, like... None this, of them asked her what she wanted to do at fucked all. fucked up. Yeah, she can just stare blankly because she's, like, not sure how to process these men trying to control her. Mm-hmm. That is fair for Hannah. I will, yeah. I will die on that hill. Okay, now we are on episode two. Oh, my God. God, it's this been, fucking show. It's been an hour. I did a new uh, way to take notes yeah. <laughs> this time. and uh, I'm, like, living for it, but it is definitely making us a very... Thorough podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think Allie and Trinity will like this, and I'm sorry to everybody else. I'm so sorry. <laughs> actually, I bet, like, our fans will actually probably really like it, though, because we're, like, really going into details, because Danica actually typed out notes. Yeah, instead this of, like, great. writing them down by hand. I joined the 21st century, mm-hmm. everyone. Like, I don't know why I didn't do this before. I'm a fucking, like, it's I so write. good. But the thing is, was we're recapping almost... Too well. Too well. Too well. And there are so many other podcasts that do that <laughs> yeah, better we're, than we do. <laughs> we're on an emotional journey. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about some emotional shit now. We're going to talk about Demi for a little bit. We're going to talk about Demi and Derek and Demi's queerness. And I think that you and I probably have a lot of feelings about yeah, this. Being very... like two queer <laughs> women. It's, it's so good. It's so good, and it's so complicated, and I resonated with a lot of things that happened mm-hmm. in this episode, and I feel like it's only going to get more emotional, like, the more the season so goes on, but I'm really amazing. excited. So, basically, what we don't need to dive into detail is that, you know, Derek and Demi are, uh, quote-unquote, one of the strongest couples in the, of the beach right now, but that's not in reality. Demi says, you know, she's enjoying getting to know him, but she wouldn't consider him, like, her boyfriend necessarily mm-hmm. she still is um hung up and thinking about a woman that she's dating um has been dating uh prior to going on paradise and, and i want to be clear that when we say dating we mean like i think this is this yes. is like the start of where bachelor in paradise does not meet up with like real life mm-hmm. and where a lot of people who like watch this show are not getting it Yes. Um, so, like, if we could talk about Tanner for a second. <gasps> Tanner, who I actually love, love, like, I, he tweeted a thing that was, like, what's the difference between Demi seeing somebody at home and Jed seeing somebody at home? And I'm, like, well, first of all, a billion things. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, coming out as queer is so complicated. It really is. And, and so she had to really think about that and process whether she was going to do that on television or not. Maybe. And that, I mean, she's been saying this the whole time. She's like, I'm just not sure about being in an open relationship with a woman, basically. Mm-hmm. So she thought, why not go on Paradise and explore her options? Because yeah. she's not sure. Yeah. That's fair. And I mean... The other thing is, like, when Demi got to Paradise, she met Derek, 
they hit it off right away. And then within a week, she was like, hey, I want to tell you something. Yeah. This is really important to me and my identity, and I haven't figured it out yet. I need to let you know about this now because I care about you, and I think this could go somewhere, but you need to know this thing about me. And but she I also, also needed to trust you a little bit before I opened up yeah, about this. and I feel like that is 1,000% fair. Mm. Um, and that's something that Tanner cannot understand. No. As a as what we can assume is a straight man. Mm-hmm. He might have something else in his, like, his personality, but as far as we know, he's never had to feel those uh, feelings of coming out to a partner mm-hmm. or people in his life. Or to Bachelor Nation, because really the only other person that's had to do that was several seasons ago. Yeah. And they it wasn't like received very well. They were like right at the end of Paradise. It didn't even like... They were like, it was like a throwaway. Like, oh, Jamie yeah. can date whatever. It's yeah. like, no, this is we're trying to make this a real conversation. And I, I, again, love Tanner, but like he doesn't know those struggles. So he doesn't have room to speak on them. And so he right. thinks that she's hiding things when it's like, that's not what being in the closet is. It's not hiding for the sake of being a douchebag like yeah. Jed who's hiding. Or like your career or something. <sighs> and like the other thing too is that like Jed didn't admit it. He <laughs> was discovered to have had this thing. <laughs> like I think actually I, I listened to like the Jed and Ashley I interview with him and I think that he and Hannah had talked about the fact that he had dated somebody but it wasn't until after the interview came out with her that Hannah like dumped him and then they like were trying to make it work for a while and then like all that shit happened but still he was found out yeah it wasn't yeah and it wasn't like a hey like I feel weird about this because it's a it's a hard thing like as a queer person, it's hard for me to bring up with partners too. Like I remember um one of my first like serious boyfriends when I thought that I might be bisexual, we'd already been dating for, like, over a year and basically lived together. Oh, wow. And I was like, what would you say if, like, I told you that I was attracted to women? Like, not that I'm not interested in you or that mm-hmm. I want to see other people, but I think I might. I wasn't even, like, I think I might be attracted to women, but just, like, what would you say if? And he told me he would break up with me. Oh. And, like, I was... 22 you know so like I'm not that far off from Demi's age at all and like I get like Demi lives in like a much more like progressive place than I do like times have changed a little bit like that partner that I had is much more like progressive now oh I'm sure no longer thinks those things oh yeah yeah. but like that's like a devastating thing to hear and that is like a reality for a lot of people who come out as like bisexual or queer like or like even like people that have like polyamorous interests or whatever. Or kinks that yeah, are, it's like, just whatever. Like, like, everyone feels like they have to hide it to an extent. And the thing is, here's an example. Like, Jed over and over said that he did not tell Hannah because about his girlfriend because he was afraid by being honest with her, he would lose her. Thus yeah. being selfish. Debbie went out of her way to tell Derek before it got too serious these things about her so that he can make a conscious choice to be with her. Unlike what Jed did. Yeah. Um, so there's a difference, Tanner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tanner? Because to be honest, I, I guess what he's saying is that in Bachelor Nation, so sure, because you go on a relationship with a partner. No, ultimately, I think any reasonable Bachelor Nation fan would actually be, like, not upset that there was a previous person. No mm-hmm. one gives a fuck about that. Yeah. It's that your intentions are 
once your attentions become more real, quote-unquote, from everyone going on the show to get fucking famous, we all are doing that. It's not a big deal. But once you start to change it towards something else, you have to be able to then be open and honest with the person to give them a chance to say something. And the thing is, we probably don't even hear half those conversations because they're in the fantasy suites. Mm -hmm. But Jed didn't even do that. Like, he could have, in the fantasy suites, been like, this, this, and this. Hannah, make your choice. Ah! It's just a lot. And I think I, like, really connected with a lot of what Demi was saying. Like, I came out a long time ago. I don't really have these, like, struggles anymore. But I know that if I were dating someone that found my bisexuality to be a problem. Like, I feel like a lot of, like, straight dudes, like, think that if you're bisexual, you're just, like, fucking attracted to everybody. And I'm like, no, I... I am attracted to every woman that has ever existed in the world, and I'm somehow inexplicably attracted to you, you piece of shit. <laughs> God. If sexuality is a choice, apparently. <laughs> and you fucked up. But, like, the... Demi was, you know, talking to her girlfriends about it before. Like, she talked to Hannah about it. She talked to Katie. She talked to Tasha about it. And she was just like, there's a lot of layers to me. I'm tired of, like, being tough or, like, using humor as, like, a means to not talk about real things. I want to embrace, like, the soft and vulnerable side of myself. I cried. Yeah. And um, she is, like, talking to both of them. She's like, I've been dating a woman back at home. I miss her. I think about her all the time. And I'm in with her, but, like, I'm afraid of how people are going to take it. And I want to embrace, like, this side of myself. But I also, like, have a connection with Derek. And that doesn't, like, my connection with her does not exclude my connection with him. And I think there's a moment later on where Tasha is like, well, do you want to date both of them? <laughs> and it's just like, okay, Tasha, all right. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is not what we need right now. Oh, I love and it so much. It's just, I'm just going to find that yeah, portion gonna... of it. Oh, was it? A little bit dark and dark right there. Up, 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 up. Um... Yeah, uh, she, well, Tasha says a lot of really wonderful things, too. Like, I hate that you feel like you have to hide behind a strong shield and not be who you want to be. If you told him and he was accepting of it, how would you feel? And she's just like, I'm afraid that Derek might want to give up. And then later on, she's like, I know what being in love feels like, but I can see myself getting there with Derek, and I don't want to give that up. So, like, that's part of the reason why she doesn't want to come out to Derek. And that is, like, completely real, because, like, I think a lot of, like, queer or bisexual or, like, pansexual people have gone through that same exact thing. And it's just one of those things where, like, you have to put your truth out there and just be, like, hopeful that the people that you have made connections with are gonna be there despite it's the only way to do it yeah it's the only way to do it it's the only way to do it but it's also extremely painful mm-hmm. and scary and, and you scary could, and you could get like ostracized or hurt or beat up or there's just a million things that can happen so demi we're here for you yeah and we're here for any other bisexuals I mean I will say like just to wrap this up like one thing I will give like Bip credit for is that like if Demi came out to Derek and he were shitty about it he would be fucking ostracized yes. and roasted yeah. I do think legitimately yeah. that Derek is a good person yeah. and that he, this was going to be his reaction yeah. no matter he what he seemed very genuine about it um, um, which his reaction by the way was just chill as fuck and like hey let's just take it slow mm-hmm. I'm super supportive of you 
He was, uh, qu- he, he was questioning. He thanked her. He's yeah. like, thank you for fucking feeling uh, like I'm a trustworthy person to open up to. It's like, yeah. yes. That is a really sweet response. I like when I yeah. when I open to people, I like when they have that response too. Like, yeah. thank you for trusting me. Yes, because I trusted you. Oh, makes think, me, it validates me for trusting my gut to talk to somebody about yeah. something. So, And he asked like valid questions too. Just like, how do you feel about her versus how do you feel about me? And yeah, like, for that's like totally fair. And then he was just like, yeah, I totally, like, appreciate you talking to me. Like, she basically said that her um, feelings between the two of them were different, and she's trying to navigate them and explore them and figure it out. And he was like, let's take it slow. Let's figure this out. I have a feeling it's going to get really dirty before it gets better. I think it will get really, really messy. But, um, but I would really like for... I'm excited uh, for it still. I would really like for the old crew of Bip to... Just knock it off. Like, yeah, just please. Just for a second. No offense, but you just had a baby. Can you uh, ignore Demi for a while? Yeah. Thanks. I, like, low-key think Tanner was paid to tweet like that. It, like, something hit me. Like, when I was watching him tweet about it last night, I realized that none of the other Bachelor crew was really talking about it, like, the way he was. And I kind of just, like... And then the fact that there's a USA Weekly or US Weekly that came out this morning that tagged him in it. I was like, this all seems real suspect to me yeah. that, like, somebody talked him into going, taking taking the bullet, as it were, and being, like, the one that everyone was going to be mad at, you know? And yeah. I was like... Well, also, like, Evan, uh, like, Demi retweeted, yeah. then Dylan, like, retweeted, then Evan yeah, retweeted and was like, is this going to affect our friendship? <laughs> I don't know. It was just, like, a really ugly thing. We should move on, though. Okay, yeah, we're gonna move on. Um, I don't even want to talk about Hannah and Dylan, like, because we all know what's going on. It's trash. Trash, trash, trash. And we don't even know the big... It's mm. gonna get worse before I we will, tell her. I do want to say one thing yeah, about the Dylan-Hannah Blake situation. Just... I know I said it earlier. Uh, Dylan is delusional. Blake... He says, Blake is standing in the way of Hannah and I falling in love with each other. It's nope. been a week. That's and, not it. And he's like, I feel like I just don't know something. Oh, right. Then um, Hannah is just like, she admits that before Paradise filmed one week before, Blake flew in, kissed her. They, I don't well, I don't know what else they did, but um, <laughs> Dylan's obviously hurt. Um, he thinks they should have, or that he should have been told before getting together with her. And now he believes he doesn't have, he never had, like, a fair chance with her in the first place. And that if he hadn't, like, pressed her, he wouldn't have found out. And he says it's the ultimate slap in the face. Which I don't like. like, I don't like that verbiage. But also, potentially, you're right, Dylan. She might not have told you. Um, Tasha confronts Hannah on this because she also feels a little duped by the fact that Hannah had already had this plea, this um, meeting with Blake and that yet yet she allowed Tasha to still go on this date with him. It does feel a little dirty. I feel Tasha has some like um like grounds for being upset, but I don't know. The whole thing was kind of like weird and dumb and like just added some extra drama that it was ne- not necessary. Um Hannah attack <laughs> Hannah attacks Tasha for attacking her, which is totally not what's happening. Mm-hmm. Tasha's asking her questions. Um, don't you feel like we went through the same thing in Colton season? We were blindsided. This feels very like kind of like you're deceiving people, and I don't really trust it. And oof, I don't know. And like my reaction to this was like, 
I, I don't really understand why people are, like, this, like, hard on Hannah. Yeah. Because, like, we talked about this before. Like, Blake asked for privacy from Christina. He asked for, like, privacy mm-hmm. from fucking Kaylin. Yeah. And so, like, the fact that this is coming out now, uh, Hannah basically says um, that she didn't tell anybody because out of respect for him because he asked her to keep it quiet. Yeah. I think in hindsight, Tasha will um, feel like she understands Hannah more, mm-hmm. you know, and will feel bad about this kind of conversation a little bit later because she'll probably be like, oh, wait, yeah, Blake was the problem. Do you think he's going to go home? I just, I don't know. Who would keep him? I mean, like, who would keep him? Whoa. Who would keep I mean, it's, it's going to be like, it's going to be Hannah, if anybody. Oh, and I bet you Hannah does keep him, and then somebody keeps Dylan, Dylan. out of, like, whatever. Oh, God. Ugh. Christina. Cam. And Cam goes home. Probably. Oh, I need Cam to go home. Immediately. Immediately. Anyway, I'm done talking about them. Dean comes in. Dean's my boy. <laughs> Dude, I would fuck Dean in, like, 35 seconds. He is such... <laughs> He's such a Portland native, it's unreal. <laughs> and he totally got a bunch of, like, Miley Cyrus stick and poke tattoos on his right arm. Oh my god, he has, like, what the fuck is that show? Uh, hey Arnold. Hey Arnold. He has a Hey Arnold tattoo. Like, what the fuck, man? Oh my god. He lives fuck in a, me! He lives in a van. He quit his job. He he's homeless. He's homeless. It's great. Um, He's, like, he's, like... I had a really shitty time last time I was on bib, but I'm just here to, like, redeem myself and be a better person. And we're like, okay, boy, let's see what's up. I don't know. He chats with a bunch of people, like Katie, Onyeka, Christina, <laughs> for some reason. Um, just wild, because he dated her last season and did the biggest, biggest fuck up. He runs, he walks over to talk to Kaylin, and Kaylin's crying. Um, and she's like, this is not a good time for Dean to talk to me, as he literally walks up to her. And, and he's like, oh no, can't we talk? And I think he's so cute. He's like so, so funny. He clearly likes her. I don't understand why, but, um, well, I, except for that, he clearly likes a mess. Yeah. And she uh, likes a mess. I mean, like, haven't you ever been attracted to someone that's, like, a little bit more of a oh. mess than you to where you're like, I'm the person that has my shit together because... Ooh, yeah, 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 That's relatable. Yeah, that's me. Ugh. Um, they go on a date. <laughs> and, uh, and Sparks are there. I mean, like, actually, she was, like, legit... And I guess she, at one point she on the date says, like, she's been intrigued by him and that she was, like, thinking about him before this season, uh-huh. so... Fucking good on you, weirdos. And then Cam is weeping in the background. He he is like, I think the Kalen ship is definitely leaving the harbor. (laughs) (laughs) You think? You think? He says, I've just been myself and it's not working. (laughs) That's the only thing I know how to be is myself. And then he's like, oh my god, he writes a full My Chemical Romance album. He's like, when you're going through so much pain, you just get numb to it. Your brain shuts off. I came here with the best intentions to find my life. (laughs) And then, like, there's this moment where, um fucking Jordan and Christina are hanging out on the beach together and they're just like oh yeah we're like the only people that haven't made a connection like yet in Bachelor in Paradise and Cam is also sitting there and he's like me too me too and then Christina was like I forgot about you Cam and he was like most people do (laughs) you fucking nerd eat shit oh my god 
So Kaylin says that she's very guarded about Dean because he has so many flaws or whatever, but she she's fucking horny about it. It's fine. Um, Dean asks why she was so upset. Um, I don't know. She doesn't even really tell him. She's just like, I was just upset. I'm fine. Yeah. I have a lot of drama. He was like, I'm so sorry you had so much drama because I had drama last season, so I, like, I Mm -hmm. get it. So I'm so sorry you have drama. And she's like, thank you. And she's like, I think that I'm just going to evaluate people's intentions better after this experience. And he's like, what are my intentions? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, (laughs) real. Fair. (laughs) I'm a dangerous poor person in this thing. Oh, my God. And she loves traveling, and he does, too, because he lives in a van. Okay, so Derek and Demi, she tells him, we talked about this already, he was totally understanding of her. He... Um, says we're gonna, like, continue to, like, just hang out, and, um, I mean, whether it was real or not, like, he also needs a rose. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, no, I, think, I, it, think I right. thought it was real, too. Yeah. But then Demi and Jordan get together, like, right before a commercial break, and they're just roasting everybody. So great. And it's really wonderful. I hope Jordan gets to stay around for a little while, Please. because the two of them together are just so fucking wonderful. Um, then we have the part that I extremely don't care about, which is Clay, Christian, and Nicole. Christian is a man who was on Becca's season night one. He went home. He comes in. He's eye-poppy. Nicole's really into him. I guess everyone thinks he's attractive. I do not see it. Um, mostly just because his hair is weird. I don't mm-hmm. like his hair. Um, he kind of looks like Nicole. Yeah. They, like, they could be look brothers like brother or something. Sister. Well, they fall in the heart in love. And, like, I don't blame them because, like, it's, I will, we will say last night we were like, holy shit, they were both, um, you know, speaking in a, a, a they're probably their native language. Yeah. And it was they get really, each other's culture, I think. Great. Which is, like, something awesome. wonderful. And I really appreciate that Bip showed us that. But he's also kind of sexist. And, or, I guess sexist is the wrong word. He's just such a. Machi- like macho type dude. Machismo. Yeah. Like he has a lot of machismo. Oh, which yeah. is something that I'm not attracted to, right. but I get that some people yeah. are. And Nicole is, and that's fine. And Nicole is. And she goes back on the beach and like tells how she thinks um she'd really like if Cam would like step it up and or sorry, Clay. <laughs> if Clay, Cam would step it up, that'd be <laughs> so fucking funny. Um oh God, gross. Um Ew. if Clay would step it up and like, you know, she even tells Clay, like, yeah, I really like today's day because he was kind of like aggressive. And then Clay's like I should be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like okay. So um, they go on. They go on this date. I don't. Wow, I was gonna say they were ziplining again. I don't even know what their date was. They were just they like, hung out on a. Be- oh, they went on a, a little uh, water a water horse. What are they called? <laughs> uh, water horses. You know. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of what it's called. Jet ski. <laughs> Jet ski. <laughs> Water horse. Wow. Ah. <laughs> this is my last episode of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> never. No. Uh, and, like, and they just hang out. It's like, really honestly, like, they're good for each other or they're not good for each other. They're probably good for each other because that's just, like, the I think they're, she likes. I think they're right. attracted to each other. We, yeah. I don't know that they're good for each other. Yeah. Mostly because I, I think Clay is, like, the kind of, like neutral energy mm-hmm. most women need, especially when they're young and expect that, like, aggressive guys are, like, the, uh, will solve all of their problems. Um, she's clearly, re- like, really attracted to him, though, and I, I do kind of ship it a little bit, because oh, yeah. I do think it's, like, really important when someone understands, like, your culture and, like, what you are into and what you like. 
and have at it. Just, um, she clearly thinks Clay is a little bit too passive. That's one of the things I love about Clay is that he's just so like level-headed and like wonderful. So I like wonder if that's just like a thing that's not going to work out for them. So Asha's telling Clay to be more aggressive. Christian comes over and um, after after, the after their date, after the over. date, sorry, yeah, after the date, she's talking to, to Clay and she tells him he needs to be more aggressive. And then Christian comes over and tries to steal. Nicole and Clay's like, no, dog, you had her all day. And he's like, but you've had her for, like, days, and I just want to have this. And they do another fucking really gross thing where they just completely ignore Nicole's wishes. Mm-hmm. And just Which get Which really a lot aggressive. of people have done. Oh, boy. And they're, like, holding each other's hands, and by they, I mean Clay and Christian. Or <laughs> just, like, Christian's on the, or Clay's on the bed, and Christian's, like, over him, and just kind of, like, mm-hmm. in this weird embrace that could any second be, like, turned into a fight. Mm-hmm foreshadowing and like everybody like in the background is just like doesn't christian know that clay could just like crush him literally um like i'm here for it so ultimately clay walks away and he makes sure that nicole knows that the only reason he walked away is because he cares about her not christian i'm like Mm -hmm. okay well all right um later on uh well okay so yeah now, like, Chris comes in, Chris Harrison comes in, he's like, it's time for, like, rose ceremony bullshit. Yeah. Jenna, there are seven more pages notes. No, I know, but we already talked about the whole Demi and, like, Derek yeah. thing. So, like, the podcast is coming to a close. Um, but there are nine women, 13 dudes, so it's even worse than last week. <laughs> Somehow! It's even worse. Um, Demi and Derek... Good. Uh, Kaykin, apparently, according yeah. to my notes, Kaylin and Dean um, are together. And I really don't understand that. It's like, that's not going to work out yeah. at all. She asks Dean where he showers, and he's like, at friends' houses, public pools, <laughs> like, like, wherever. And she, like, makes this face. It's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so um. Mike, who had previously gone on a date with Kaylin. Kaylin. <laughs> Fuck. I forget all their names already. Um, <laughs> he knows he, who I just talked about five yeah. seconds ago. He knows he's not going to get a, a rose from Kaylin. So he um, talks to Sydney. And hopefully she'll give him the rose. Yeah. Um, Chris and Katie are a thing. Why? It doesn't make any sense. Why? She is Why? so beautiful and he is nothing. Why? John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones. This is one of my favorite moments, yeah. I think. And oh, Emmy, ever. he's like literally just like laying down like drunk in like a Palapa. day bed. Yeah. Palapa thing. He like, I think it was uh, Katie and Chris come up to the same thing that he's already in he's like don't interrupt me and don't tell anybody what i'm doing <laughs> which was he's so like cute such a child um he's memorizing a romeo and juliet um sonnet sonnet the one where it's like, like romeo first meets juliet <laughs> and he he gets through three lines of it so well with uh, he he's talking to Tasha. he remember uh, he memorizes the first line so well, and he fucks up the rest of it so fucking bad. It's so bad, but we love him. We stand a JPJ. 
uh, Tasha is in, she's here for it, mostly because no one's talked to her, but, um, anyway, <laughs> she describes him as so intellectual, and I was laughing my ass off, and also laughing my ass off at myself, because, like, if you guys missed the fucking video that we posted on the Descartes pod thing, I was like, John Paul Jones looks like Heath Ledger and Julia Childs from... Julia Child. So the thing is, I think you were trying to say Heath Ledger's and Julia Stiles, Stiles. Child. Yeah. They got married and had a baby and that would produce JPJ. But also, like, I think a couple times all of us said Julia Childs. Julia. I just looked like a fucking asshole. And I thought that was hilarious. It was like, we're not talking about Julia Child. Anyway, Heath Ledger and Julia Childs had a baby as John Paul Jones. <laughs> <laughs> So we have, again, just more, we're wrapping up very soon, I promise. It's just Nicole, Clay, Jordan, Christian, and, 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 drama. Uh, Christian sets up a pinata. <laughs> and he's going to hang out. He's being real aggressive. Uh, Jordan is trying to convince Clay to go punt the pinata into the ocean like he did with the dog stuffed animal Which last I'm season. Wills is it. like, do not do that. Um, <laughs> Clay is like, Jordan, I don't have the same personality as you, bro. And then um, Clay all of a sudden has this moment where he's like, wait, like he did this to me last night. I should do it to him tonight. And that will help prove to Nicole that I'm assertive. Yes. Even though it's just a bad look. Yes. So he walks um, over and he tries to like interrupt and steal Nicole from Christian. And Christian mm-hmm. goes, Hey man, I'd want to respect you, but this is a lot like last night when I tried to talk to her and you wouldn't let me. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to let you take her. <gasps> and Clay is that like, That's a quote, by the way. Christian yeah, says, I'm not going to let you quote. take her. Um, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. And it goes back and forth for a really long time. And Nicole is. Like, at some point, someone acknowledges her. So weird that women should be acknowledged in these decisions. And she's like, Clay, I don't know what to do. I'm honestly so torn. He says, I don't want to put Nicole in an awkward position. Have fun, but not too much fun. Which I think is about as aggressive as Clay can get without physically destroying a man. (laughs) So he goes over and he feels bad. All the men are like... Clay, what the fuck, dude? And Clay's like, no, I'm not. That's not who I am. I'm not going to try to make this woman feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And Jordan's just getting ramped Oh, Jordan's getting so horny to cause drama. It's so good. (laughs) He literally is like, nobody treats my buddy like that. And Clay's like, first of all, like, probably we're not as close of friends as you think we are. And he's like... Clay literally says, I do not want you to go over there and wreck that pinata. <laughs> Jordan is like, that pinata is getting wrecked. And Clay is like, I have nothing to do with this. And literally, Jordan comes over to like the like palapa, like daybed thing, like uh, tries to unhook the pinata. And Christian's like, what the fuck, man? And Jordan. And. <laughs> Christian, get in a fight. Like, immediately, they're just, like, wrestling, and, like, one of the last scenes is just, like, I think Jordan throwing Christian over the side of the Which thing. Which is impressive. And Amazing. They, and they cut to black, and we're just like, what was in the pinata? Like, I need to know what's yeah. in the pinata. 
How many condoms? How many condoms? And like, oh. Wow. Wow. It was incredible. It was amazing. We are so excited to see what happens next. I uh, I think this is our longest podcast ever. Wow. But this is also because it's fucking four hours of television. Yeah. Captivating television. Uh, we had come out stories. We had fights. We had... Come Mike. stories. <laughs> Come stories and Mike. Same thing. Uh, yeah. We had so many things. And I'm just so excited about it. Um, please, like, let us know how you feel, your thoughts and feelings. I'm loving and living for all the everybody who comes into my DMs and sends us, like, oh, actually a, a lovely listener sent us a video of her encountering Cam in the wild. I will send it to you later. <gasps> Um, it's oh just my like God. I her, can't believe I'm the last to see this. She just like asks him to do the ABC, and he like gets all like aggro with her. Not aggro, but he's just like, no, I'm not gonna, you know, kind of thing. It's hilarious. Um, we have such wonderful Take Card Pod fans. I am living for you guys. Um, please, like I said earlier in the episode, fucking review us because I'm going to lose my mind if I have to look at these negative reviews. <sighs> Again, to the six people we specifically called out in the first five minutes of this podcast, there's no way you haven't fucking heard it. So Yeah, that's why we called you out in the beginning, so that you fucking heard it this time. Um, because if you listen to the end of this, I'm really sorry, but also not, because this was an amazing episode. This was a great episode. Um, Dan, I'm so excited for next week. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. Yeah. It's going to be fighting. It's going to be love. There's going to be JPJ. Also, Jenna's birthday is coming up. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, we should. Oh, yeah. Um, Shoot us a DM and let us know who we should hire for a cameo. Yeah, she wants to get me another cameo, or get me a cameo, and I'm really here for it because I got her a cameo for her birthday last year, uh, Wills, and uh, I kind of kind of want Nick because I'm a, a Jenna has expensive taste. I'm a fool for Nick. He's like $100. But, you know, I'm also would totally willing to take one of the cheaper ones. There's some, like, guys out there for, like, $7. But anyway, the point is... Well, you want Lee the racist? <laughs> help us figure out which cameo to get. And also, if you pick a cameo, also, like, help Danica and I figure out, like, what they should say because we're paying also, them to say whatever. if you want... If you would like to hear Nick talk about Jenna, just DM me at Drunk Feminist and help me pay for it. Yes, that too. If you really, really care about me. Boy, For $5 a day, you could support my wishes of masturbating to Nick. Um, I regret saying that on a podcast, but at the same time, YOLO. YOLO. You only die. <laughs> you only die once, and I really hope it's soon. Okay, well, have a good night, everybody. Make sure you like us and subscribe and share. And have a great night. Good night. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on social media. On Instagram, we are DateCardPod. On Twitter, we are DateCardPodcast. You can email us at DateCardThePodcast at gmail. And make sure you're following your hosts. Danica is at DrunkFeminist on Instagram. And Jenna is Jenna with a smile. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, Leave us a review. This is the final podcast tonight. 
when you are ready.